Futures trading is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. The opinions shared on this podcast should not be construed as trading recommendations and do not necessarily represent the opinions of EdgeClear, the hosts, officers, and affiliates of the podcast. All right. It is an absolute pleasure to welcome back for the second appearance, uh, Leo or Leo the Tiger from Orderflow Labs. I've known you for for quite a while now. We've got a awesome topic, and I think you know most people want to say that certain topics are not very sexy in the futures space, but um, this one to me is always interesting. We're talking about uh, basically exhaustion, right? Spotting reversals, momentum, and things like that. Uh, in this volatile market, it's definitely important to be able to have something uh, that you can somewhat rely on to to try to know and either get in or get out. Um, and we're going to chat about that and go into some detail. And obviously, uh, Leo's got his charts up now, so we're going to get into some of the order flow lab indicators that you use and how you approach um, some of these different topics that we'll cover. So how's everything been? Uh, ben, great, man. Thank you so much for having me back on. Appreciate of course, it. I'm, I'm going to start giving shirts out for second time appearances. I think that's. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll just send. Uh, I'll send some over to all the Orderflow Labs team over there. Yeah, we would love it. That's awesome. So let's let's get into this. Um, you know, you've got a few different charts and indicators that we're going to walk through, um, and really, you know, the things that um, we wanted to cover are just kind of exhaustion and. Uh, approaching that and you know again like i said in the intro this volatility has been pretty crazy and yesterday you and i were talking before we started recording you know you get cpi we're recording this on the 15th of feb uh so you had cpi the market makes a huge run up totally turns around um and then you know you've got a gold chart up here it looks like so what what are some of the things you kind of look at or um what do we have in front of us here when you're looking at exhaustion trying to spot reversals or maybe when the momentum's kind of turning or shifting yeah so i think um you know when when you brought up the topic like you said hey i've seen a lot of traders get into a trade and then you know the trade reverses on them and they haven't closed their position or taken profit or whatever so you know how could we you know gear conversation towards helping folks um find those exhaustion areas um so i put together just a few um charts just to show a couple of examples of how to spot that uh, potential exhaustion so the first one is just the gold chart i don't remember what day this is from but essentially just looking at total volume um and this is what i have down here at the bottom right um, this is not a proprietary thing to us it's just it's a total volume chart with a uh a one minute period on gold but what you notice here is that these large um, violent moves are also accompanied by a large spike in volume, right? So if I'm um, managing a short position um, from this and writing this leg down, I'm definitely want to pay attention to when this large um, amount of volume comes in. It's almost like that, you know, the market's selling off and gets really aggressive. We can see it from the candles themselves. Like this is a very wide body candle. Um, but then we can also see that there's a significant amount of volume coming in. If we were to look at Delta here, that's just the, you know, ask volume minus bid volume, I'm sure it would be heavily weighted in bid volume, right? Lots of selling coming in on the table. Mm -hmm. 
And so what I would be looking for here is when that starts to calm down, um, you know, this is an, this is a, a way you can use total volume to spot, you know, those, those large exhaustive pushes. Now, ultimately it reverses, right? But then, you know, it comes again and you get another exhaustive look, just looking at total volume. Um, and then you get one to the upside here. Um, so one idea is to just take total volume and throw it on that chart. And you can observe, you know, when these spikes come in. And that'd be one way to spot exhaustion. Yeah. And on that first one, too, sorry, going back to that one, you can see, like, it reverses. And then you mentioned, you know, we pull back again. When it when it goes back up, it never quite gets above where it started that initial downturn, like only slightly, you know, but the right, volume's pretty right. low there. And then it makes right. its move back down again. And you see that huge volume spike again um, for another right. kind of pullback in. Yeah. 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 And it's um, obviously everything is within context, right? Like this first uh, large spike in volume is more momentum than anything else. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in the context of like, we have this consolidation area and then we get this huge spike in volume I would consider that momentum, not exhaustion, mm -hmm. versus when we come down and we make a large move down, then we get this spike in volume. I would consider this more of an exhaustive look. So yeah. it's not just as simple as, hey, just put a total volume um, on your chart and just every time you see a spike, that that means exhaustion. Because it can definitely, you know, exhaustion's, you know, cousin is basically momentum, right? Mm -hmm. um, so in the context of where you're at within price action, um, you know, this, this bar right here where you have this large volume push, this is actually a momentum move. Um, and so you don't, you definitely don't want to uh, be early to take profit. Um, you know, I would actually, as a trader, look to, to add on a significant push like this, if I was short, um, you know, wanting to take part in this, this momentum boot, uh, base move and then look to cover um, once we start to get this bottoming outlook with this additional spike in volume. Definitely. And that's, I, I think that's an important aspect too. Like uh, I think a lot of traders who find themselves getting caught, um, maybe they're trying to hold on to a runner or whatever, but they're getting caught in these reversals. It's like you can, you know, for me personally looking at this, like if I was short going into this, I might've peeled one off after that first reversal we see and you know if i'm looking to stock short again then i can use that kind of momentum to get back into it right we never break back above we're starting to turn down again like to mm -hmm. me that's where people get into trouble right is hey i'm holding this and i'm just going to hold it and then all of a sudden that's when you catch the market moves the other way and stops you out right right we're, we're day traders most of us anyway right so there's plenty right. of opportunities for you to either catch the next move or sit out the next move if you relate to the party you know right yeah, yeah. exactly um, the next one I put together was um, something that we've been messing with a little bit is just volume per second. Um, now, you're not always going to have a straight exhaustion-based move looking at volume per second, but oftentimes you do catch some of these exhaustive, exhaustive type of moves. And obviously, volume per second is based on, you know, periodicity. So this is a 750 volume um, chart, but, you know, we're measuring volume per second um in in this candle and what i did is i just i believe this is a moving average if i'm not mistaken um so just 
basically put a simple moving average on the volume per second. And anytime I have a candle that's above the threshold or this moving average, then I have a, a pink color bar, right? Um, so taking the look and kind of added a slight piece of sophistication to it, but you know, ultimately it's kind of the same idea that you would be looking at with, um, with this chart with total volume, just looking at it through a different lens of volume per second. And I think um, just based on my experience, you know, just using this over the past couple of months with volume per second um, can help you get in some of those momentum based moves as well. So it's not only exhaustion, but can look for that uh, momentum move or that initiation move as well. Um, so obviously this example has, you know, a large push up. And when I look for exhaustion, I think there's another element to, um, you know, the, the whole conversation is like, what is exhaustion, you know, mm -hmm. defined, right? And the way that I have broken down exhaustion just as a term is, let's say, um, just this is a simple analogy I put together. So we're all at a party, we're all hanging out, having a good time. We've got the volume up, um, you know, halfway, everyone's just having a good time. And, you know, we're just kind of like trending, you know, just having a good time, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden, all your, all of our other friends, our rowdy friends, you know, they come to the party and they are just jacked up the volume. Right. And they're just, rah, you know, just going all at it. And everyone else in the room just looks at each other and go, what's going on? And everyone leaves. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I look at exhaustion. Right. It's like everyone's just kind of having a good time, hanging out. And then this whole other party comes in, turns up the volume significantly. And, you know, sometimes it's a momentum based thing that happens, but usually it's kind of like, no. Um, this is the, this is that point where you want to leave. You want to leave yeah. the party. It's getting too crazy. Yeah. Maybe in my younger um, days you hang out longer, but usually you probably <laughs> want to get out when those people show up. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, just back on that topic, you know, when I look for that exhaustion is not on, you know, every single bar I'm looking for a large move. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was talking about with regards to the party is like, you know, there's been a, we've been hanging out forever. There's a big move to the upside here in this example. And then we get this huge spike in volume per second. Right. Um, so if I'm long from down here, I'm definitely taking note of, of this activity and going, okay, I need to be on guard for what happens next, or maybe I want to lock in some profit and then gauge what I do with my runners, and, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's obviously a huge, just that first one all the way to the left is um, you've clearly had a, a fairly sizable run up there. And right. all of a sudden, I mean, that's pretty quick too, right? We're looking at a fairly small time frame, So it's like pretty quickly, you can see that that as soon as you see that spike above in the volume, all of a sudden it just turns back around and comes down for however many points that is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that tip. It's a nasty stop run reversal. Yeah, as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And what's interesting about this one too is when you get that that run and it goes down, it never breaks back above where the furthest left start of that run up was. Like this is just right. yeah, down. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's crazy. Um, but this is NQ, so earlier we were looking at gold. I'm just yeah. going to make sure yeah. you clarify that. Yeah, good clarification. The NQ is uh, a little bit more lively. <laughs> yeah. The uh, third element that I look um, for for exhaustion is just between delta. Um, so just bid volume versus ask volume. Mm-hmm. And this is actually an order flow labs tool it's called Delta Map. Um, and one of the components of Delta Map is looking for that exhaustion, right? So basically, in this example, you know, the trend of Delta um, over a period of time has been uh, an outlier, right? So it's been pretty aggressive on the buy side. And then these these immediate bars here are ex- beyond uh, standard deviation extremes. And then um, that trend then shifts, right? So that's what creates these bubbles, um, just so, you know, for awareness. Um, so what what we've been looking at from an order for labs perspective with Delta Map is whenever these bubbles form, they've been very indicative of, you know, that short-term exhaustion um, that can lead to, you know, just a rotation, um, you know, down or up. Um, that may or may not lead to continuation, but at least, you know, there are very often signs of, of short-term exhaustion for sure. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. one example here. And then I think the one that really illustrates, you know, that, that kind of party point is like, here's an overnight move that's basically straight up and there's really not much selling at all in this, this whole leg, right? We can see it just from the, the yeah, this is um, just people obviously just hitting the ask, just moving just the market up. Yeah. <laughs> hitting the ask all night. And then, you know, we get a couple of exhaustive um, bubbles here and, you know, some selling after that. And so, you know, another component I think to exhaustion is, you know, what happens next, right? So once you get that spike in, asking ask minus bid volume when it's all on one side then do you get a response from the the other side Mm. and then you know in this scenario here you know you have this all night run up exhaustive push um and then this consolidation period and then like we have a leg down after that and then every single you know push up is met is just exhausted every time and you just get this push down you know this whole session so it's kind of how we're looking, um, you know, exhaustion from an order flow apps perspective with um, just Delta Map. Yeah, um, we have other tools that that can identify um, exhaustion as well, but this is one is definitely my favorite. Yeah, and it prints so when it prints the actual like dot above, that's basically um, indicating like uh, a point where you've had a shift or just like a, an outlier move up in terms of total Delta. Yeah. So in this, in this bar right here, so like, for example, we have the selling that comes in here and the brighter, the, the colors, the more aggressive that selling is, mm-hmm. um, you know, so we're getting very aggressive in here when we start to print these small dots, that's a warning. Um, that's kind of like your heads up, like, this um, exhaustion is about to set up. And um, so essentially we've had, you know, uh, constant selling that's um, been going on for a while. And now we get really aggressive selling in the immediate um, bar. And now what we're waiting for to print a, you know, this transparent bubble is we're waiting for a turn and the Delta to go the other direction. And once Mm -hmm. it does that, then we'll start to paint that. And that's kind of like, we're trying to tell that story of, um, you know, where 
sellers came in aggressively hit the market and then you know kind of exhausted out and then buyers also at that same time stepped in and kind of aggressively took back over um and you can see that you know in several scenarios so when you get these dots print it's kind of like telling you that the setup is starting and now we're just waiting for the rollover um in delta to occur and then we'll you know we print that bubble yeah very cool very useful to just see it all laid out in bars like that too um right in my opinion you know uh, otherwise you're kind of watching some sort of delta indicator you can't necessarily see that overlaid on the bars right yeah yeah like, like you're not having to yeah. watch volume bars or you know any histograms or anything like that it's just it's all laid out for you right here exactly exactly just putting more information into and that's what i you know you guys do that really well obviously it's getting that information into a way that's observable so that you can kind of minimize the rest of the noise that you have to look at i mean right. I've, I've very much enjoyed just stripping other indicators off of my chart <laughs> and not having to add more <laughs> right exactly yeah. yeah yeah so kind of in the same you had sent me this question um i think from one of your members and maybe you were about to get to it but like how to identify when observed exhaustions indicating a pullback versus a reversal, right? So I don't know if you're getting to that now or if you wanted to touch on it uh, with this chart, but I think that's yeah. a great question. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is actually a really good scenario um, mm -hmm. here. Um, just happened to, to be on this spot, but you know, this is an overnight session, this gray shaded box. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like we get another overnight push higher, and we get this exhaustive um, move. But what I notice right just off the bat is that we go from bright blue to like that really bright pink. Mm -hmm. And to me, that says, you know, right at the open, sellers just aggressively, you know, sold this market, right? And so to me, this is very indicative of a, a responsive seller and not just you know, profit taking that would lead to a new leg, um, you know, higher, right? So one thing that I would be watching for is, you know, the color, um, just specifically with Delta Math, the color of the bars, but I would be watching for some of these, um, you know, like this high here and maybe like somewhere in here where I would expect, you know, buyers to try to defend this area. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'd be watching for responsive buyers where I'd expect them to be uh, if we were to continue higher. And clearly that doesn't happen because we just go straight down, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, in the moment, you're never going to know, you know, if this, if this leg right here in this exhaustion is just going to be a pullback uh, to continue higher. Uh, you have, have to observe that at those key areas that you'd be looking for. Maybe you have a support line or something um, you would want to see, you know, you have to wait for that order flow to come in at that support level to see, you know, if there's buyers showing up there or not. And clearly this doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just straight down. Um, yeah. And then here's another, like here's a really good example of, we have this kind of trend day up, um, where it just turns into a like a reversal right yeah but what i notice here in this case is that you know you don't really get the exhaustive bubble but you get this rollover delta mm -hmm. after this large move and so 
Yeah, I don't have a Delta, um, you know, Delta bubble marker here. Um, but, you know, you do have that really aggressive selling. And how do I know that the it's not just a continuation, you know, pullback for continuation higher? Well, I don't really know that, but I can see in these candles, there's really not much buying. I mean, there's a couple of spots here and a couple of spots here where it looks like, you know, some buying tried to step in to, um, you know, kind of hold some of these swing highs here. But, um, you know, it's just like all selling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so clear. So what I would say to that, that question is you'll, you never know whether it's an exhaustive like reversal, um, but you can make some good guesses based upon um, what I, the term I, I like to think about it is, you know, has something changed, right? Mm-hmm. If you're watching, um, you're watching your time in sales and you're just watching the, uh, the market activity, you know, generally you understand the pace of the market, right? And as we're trading and we're going higher and higher, there's, it has a certain pace to it. It has a certain, um, you know, kind of ring to it, right? Mm-hmm. When we reverse, when it's a very, very significant reversal, you will notice that there's that activity is very, very different from what was happening before. And so that would be one sign that I would be looking for that would tell me, hey, this is actually a reversal versus, you know, just a pullback. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you still want to be watching those key spots. Um, even if you do have that for uh, responsive buying activity for that, like continuation um, higher. Yeah. And then that's all... another, go, yeah. Ahead, yeah. go ahead. Well, that's another indication of what we kind of touched on earlier too, which is, you know, if you were someone who was either riding that long up or, or happened to kind of catch a short, you know, you might be seeing these areas of consolidation thinking, oh boy, do I get out or not of this position? And that's where I think like being a, a binary trader, right? Or someone who's doing a one lot trading, right? Trade the size you feel comfortable with, of course, but that's where multiple lots can come into play too, right? If you're unsure, right. but everything in the context and everything in the chart is kind of telling you, hey, maybe it's time to just pull one or two off and see what happens, then you can right. at least do that with some runners as well, right? Whereas the right, binary exactly. trader, you have to be the person who either caught this run up and exited towards the top or caught the run down and, and closed it out at the right time, right? So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm sorry, I cut you off. What you were you were gonna add something before that? I uh I totally forgot what I was gonna say. So okay. I guess maybe it'll come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Um, so, you know, the, the, this is a pretty significant reversal, like you said. Um, what are you looking at as far as, and this probably goes back to context too, but like, you know, some signs that, hey, we've hit this top and we've turned and it doesn't look like we're slowing down, right? You mentioned you can see there's very few like areas here on this chart where buyers are trying to step in on this downturn. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably the main thing, right? Like you're not seeing aggressive um, defense of those those support areas at all. Uh, you're kind of right. seeing some attempts and then just getting blown out of the water. Right. Yeah, I mean, to me, there's it, it's like if I just look at this chart, you know, after the fact, it's very, very difficult um, to get on in on the short unless you just notice that that, you know, change in behavior, which I was mm-hmm. talking about earlier. 
um, because you know there's really no pullback. Um, like I would, I would kind of look for you know something up in this zone. Like give me a little you know entry up up here, like after this move, and like come back, you know, yeah. test this, and then look for that continuation. But this move doesn't even offer that, right? So it would be very difficult to get in on this on this trade. Yeah, definitely. It's just one of those where. Like, you know, if you're if you're someone on the long side and spotting this kind of turn, that's probably a great time to exit. But getting in on the short side is going to be really difficult. Like you said, there's not really an opportunity to to see a pullback and then say, OK, what's the delta look like? What is the momentum? You know, is it defending these levels well or are we just headed for another leg down? Yeah. Right. So here's another question. Right. So this is we're looking at delta here. Have you noticed anything? um really like difference between we've had pretty high volatility recently but you know generally the volatilities we, we've kind of been stuck especially on some of the major indices in some tighter ranges um it's starting to decrease like do you notice anything in particular when you're looking for any type of slowdown um or reversal in high volatility versus low volatility um it I would say in in high volatility there are a lot there are a lot more reversal um you know patterns that just play out mm -hmm. because there's a disagreement right between buyers and sellers on what the what the right value is and i think that there's a lot of emotions that are also at play right um yeah so i think that when when we've had this high volatility we've seen lots of especially in during the bear market lots of um a type reversals like you know like this what we're looking at where mm -hmm. we you know we open up we have this push up and then we just reverse completely you know like there's very aggressive that uh, steps in uh aggressive selling that you know steps in at some of these highs um but recently you know that's happened at lows as well um, I don't know if I have any good examples from Reese from just a couple of days, but let's see. Here's a, I think this, I don't remember what was the, that was, yeah, this was CPI. So here yeah. we have this really aggressive sell um, exhaustion on the buy side, exhaustion on the sell side. We make this huge move off of the lows and they come try to break this, you know, three times and we're unable to and then you know what's going to happen when sellers are able to break down the lows um you know they're just kind of going to get squeezed and i think you know that's kind of what we saw yesterday um but you know in the in the high volatility volatility i think we you know we definitely see more reversals and you know i think what other traders might refer to as chop um versus directional and to your point, you know, we've been in a consolidate, we've, we've been consolidating for about 10 days now in a pretty defined range. Um, mm -hmm. And we're seeing a lot of those, you know, reversals in that range as well. We're seeing some violent, um, you know, even though the volatility has died down, we're still seeing some violent moves. I mean, here's one just from a few days ago um, after that overnight run up. And then this, you know, we get this violent move down, overnight run up, violent move down again um you know so the the range is relatively narrow but 
you know, the volatility intraday is still pretty, still pretty good. Right. And yeah. Think- yeah. And I've always found that like, you know, a little bit trickier to trade. Um, but I've really started to hone in on, on the context of where we are in the bigger picture mm-hmm. too. Right. Like that, right. I, I find that helps too, you know, like, um, if you know that we've been trading this tightening range and we're approaching the top or bottom of that range, like I'm probably more inclined to try to spot signs of a reversal in that area and and take the long, right? And some people might say, well, you're just trying, you know, if you have huge momentum down and we're approaching one of these support areas in this tight range, you might say, well, why would you try to catch the falling knife, right? But, you know, I'm just taking the context of where we are until the market proves me otherwise. You know, it's not like I'm going to go throw a stop 60 points away down there, but I'm going to try to probably work a buy and see if I can maybe float a stop down below the lows and and see what happens, right? Uh, when you're in those defined ranges, even when you have high volatility, uh, to me, it becomes a little bit easier to, to pinpoint than when you're trying to spot this in uh, maybe like, you know, if you look back to 2021, we, we just kept making new legs higher and it was really hard to gauge anything because there's no prior support or resistance outside of the context of intraday charts, right? When you're looking at a long-term chart, it was like, and we're at new highs again, and we're at new highs again. And, you know. I was making new highs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, I mean, yesterday was a great example of that. You know, uh, if we go look, I have something that we're working on. We have this balance area, well-defined. We have this poke below a few days ago. And then, you know, yesterday we have uh, CPI and they're unable to break, you know, anything below this. And, um, you know, I think it was also the opening range um, area here. And so taking a long after this, like, yeah, maybe you can take this long because you, you know, you have this retest of this leg up. Um, But even if you don't get that, you know, you have this opportunity here where, you know, it's like, okay, well, they held it once, you know, you know, take a stab at the long. And then if it breaks, if it does break down, um, clearly you have a well-defined area of resistance, right? If they get below this area, you know, then obviously, you know, that's going to become resistance. But until, like you said, proven otherwise, it's going to be support, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where this is super helpful too, right? A lot of people want to trade their biases for the day, versus looking at the context of where we are, right? Like to me, looking at what you just detailed right there with the, you know, we test the low, it comes back up. Even if I miss that trade, we go to test it again. If we fail there, to me, the, the lowest risk trade is putting a buy-in and not saying to myself, well, look at where we are, look at the broader economy, look at all this. The market can remain irrational longer than you can <laughs> remain solvent, right? So to me, the low risk trade is a buy with a stop somewhere down below that that support you know yeah um, right. and just see what happens yeah right yeah what else what what else you got for us what else are you guys working on um so one one thing that we're working on it's called auto plot and the idea is is very simple it is what as a trader do i want drawn or am i drawing that i would want automatically drawn and in sierra chart specifically you know, single prints on a TPO chart, um, you know, they're drawn as a line, like if you use the Sierra TPO study. So with Autoplot, basically we're just, um, we're automatically mapping out lines or zones that you would be 
mapping out yourself. Um, so we have single prints. Um, Sierra Chart does, you know, they have a single print as lines. Um, they don't support like a zone. Um, so we basically have, we're, we're able to map out what single prints are as a zone. Um, we're able to automatically map out a gap on a chart. So this would be like a gap up. Um, there's a gap over here from this. Oh, nice. So RTH gaps, single prints, and then bounce areas is just like an automated way, right? So uh, we've taken a position on balance, um, you know, that's automated, right? So any two days of overlapping value um, that also account for what is like that peak below, peak above and fail um, back in balance. So that's kind of this setup here. Um, so you get this balance area that's well-defined, you get this poke below it, and then we return back in balance. And so the idea would be, you know, look for that trade, um, you know, to continue upwards because they failed, you know, to break it down from this point here. Yeah, that's great. That's really cool to have that all just automatically defined for you. Again, just right. like something you guys are doing that makes it easier to just come in and be ready to go and not have to, you know, sit there and tinker with all of your drawings or whatever else you want to pull up. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, because like you said, you know, you want that context. Um, you want to understand, have an awareness of that, um, you know, the market context, right? Um, you know, the macro economy, you know, analysis is, is fine. But you know, at the end of the day, as intraday traders, we're trading, you know, rotations. Um, you know, we're trading today's market activity. And, you know, for whatever reason, you know, market doesn't always care about what's happening from a larger, a larger macroeconomic perspective. Right. So, Especially like, and it's super important to know that in, you know, in the derivatives space too, right? Like futures are used for all sorts of purposes, right? You have people hedging, you have all this other stuff going on. So just because the outlook may look grim doesn't mean that people aren't going to start positioning themselves in a way where they're everyone's just trying to make money, right? So <laughs> if yeah. the opportunity is to one side, then that's not going to, you know, the macro picture is not going to stop people for one day. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, that's what, um, you know, that's what we've been working on. Um, so we've automated single prints, the balance areas, the poor high and lows and the rth gaps and they auto adjust right so if we have a zone like let's say um let's say this single print zone was originally up here right that's where this um was would have been originally when we trade mm -hmm. into that then it automatically adjusts it for you so you don't have to worry about it um same thing with rth gaps and um, you know the poor high and low you know they're removed once they're traded through um, and what it's kind of cool with the poor high and low study is that, you know, in Sierra and I don't know about um, Edge Pro X or Motive Wave, they um, they don't give you any leeway on what a poor high is or what poor low is. Like in NQ, you rarely have, um, you know, a single uh, same tick, you know, high or low on a 30 minute period. Mm -hmm. um, so we've allowed as, as a trader to say, OK, well, what's the allowance? Um, to make a poor high or poor low like this one. Um, I don't even know if I have um, that doesn't look great. We may have adjusted some things. We're still working on this. So, uh, but anyways, the insider, you know, I like it. <laughs> yeah. You would have this as a poor high 
And, um, you know, if you look at it narrowed in, you know, it's probably not to the tick, right? Mm -hmm. But in the study, you can say, well, if it's within four ticks or eight ticks, go ahead and draw it. Yeah. Um, so you get a little more flexibility, um, you know, with what we're doing. And it's all, like I said, it's all automatic. So that's awesome. It's awesome. Cool. Did you have any other uh, charts you wanted to dive into? Any other uh, tips or tricks of the trade? <laughs> Did you want to talk about knife catching? Oh, yeah, I do actually want to talk about that. Yep. Um, yeah. It, you know, is it even worth it? Like, should I try to catch the falling knife? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to catch the huge, that, uh, the huge runner the other way, right? <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I like. You just hit it. Like, you just hit the nail on the head. And I think the psychology behind knife catching is that as a trader, you see this huge move down or a huge move up because you can catch the knife in both directions, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're selling the market short and we're in a trend day up, like that's the same thing as buying, you know, knife catching the low, you know, uh, yeah. trend day down, yeah. right? So, you know, obviously knife catching go, can, can go in both directions, but the I think the allure of why people want to try to catch the knife is that, you know, when we make a large move, you think, oh, well, if we go revert back to that area, like that's a huge opportunity, you know? And uh, without realizing that that rarely ever happens, like the V-shaped reversals um, are pretty rare to a certain extent. Um, now, sometimes the uh, lately those A-shaped reversals where we make a run up and then reverse down, like, outside of that context where that didn't actually turn into a trend day, but where you have a trend day, um, knife catching, in my opinion, really not worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure you see that on your end as far as traders oh, yeah. go. But, um, what I would say is that unless you have a very, very significant reason, like I mentioned earlier, maybe you've been watching the market, and you know you you understand the pace and you have a feel for how the market's trading and something significant changes and maybe you've got a support level or an area of interest already um you know when that occurred maybe maybe um you know you you tr attempt to knife catch but in general terms you know the old adage goes you know trade with the trend um you know it's it holds true that you know there's so many opportunities in this downtrend to sell this market um you know reoffering you know really clean areas that i kind of look for i kind of uh I, I i think about it in terms of what's the easy trade mm -hmm. right yes there are counter rotations in this move down right and if you are uh expert expertly managing counter trend trading that's fine but i would argue that the easier trade in this type of downtrend and move is just looking for these reoffers you know every time they um you know kind of pull up pull back and reoffer it all the way down um it's the easier yeah. trade because that's where the momentum is right um so personally i would say knife catching is not worth it but it can be done um if you're if you have the proper expectations so what do i mean by that well if i zoom in you know before this whole move really starts 
we have this kind of consolidation area that we're still in, like we're obviously in a downtrend but you know in this leg up here you have a pullback to take some longs and i think when you are counter trend trading you have to manage your expectations um where you have some of those opportunities to take some counter trend trades um you know against like you have a low we come up rotate up and you get this pullback you know maybe you can take a long here and you've seen someone step in already so you have a little bit more confidence that this is an okay trade to take um versus just trying to be the person down here like you never want to be that person right um at least you're buying you know at least buy a retest on a counter trend trade but you know manage your expectations you know maybe if your normal take profit is 30 points on nq maybe you try to take profit at 15 points uh maybe if your runners you know 40 or 50 points maybe your runner is only a 30 point you know so i don't think counter trend trading is a bad thing necessarily um it's the more difficult trade in, the, in a you know in a downtrending move but um you know if you manage your risk most importantly and manage your expectations i think that um you know it's it can be done is it worth it probably not it's not worth the mental um the mental yeah, the, the strain <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so yeah. like i don't want to make my trading any harder than it is and so you know just kind of going back to that point of what's the easy trade it is yeah. on a downtrend you know taking some of these short pullback you know short pullbacks yeah it, it's it's definitely i agree with you completely it's it's just such a strenuous trade and you have to be really on the ball like you said with your your exits as well Right. If we're trending down in the grand scheme of things, no, you're, you know, even if you are counter trend trading, uh, if there's no indication that we've had something major happen to cause a complete reversal, then mm -hmm. you're probably going to want to try to take those trades fairly quickly and get out when you start to see uh, resistance or whatever support come in at the previous areas that we're trying to test. Right. It's it's a very tough thing to do. I've never been good at it. I don't know a whole lot of people who are, to be honest, good counter trend traders. Um, I prefer to just save my mental capital and ride with the trend. Yeah. And like I you mean, said, there's plenty of opportunities here. If you miss, you know, a, a nice down move, there's a lot of retests in this chart we're looking at here. They could allow you to get, get back short. Right. For sure. Awesome. What else? Is there anything else you, you know better than me now what I've missed? <laughs> I'm sure there's a topic <laughs> that I didn't cover here. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think that that covered everything that, uh, that you outlined sweet um well cool then i'll i'll uh i'll let you go with a one send off here um first of all again i think your indicators what you guys are doing is awesome uh there's also a special if you hop on board with edge clear we have a little commission deal with these guys um so anyone who's an overflow lab member that's interested in that you can feel free to to contact us as well um and i would say definitely go check these out and you know like like Leo was saying, um, putting this information on your charts in a way that saves you the headache and time of having to do it all manually is just awesome itself alone. And then I find a lot of your indicators are just have been supremely useful in my understanding of the market context and viewing, you know, Delta and all of that. I appreciate it. And it goes both ways. You 
know, obviously with our, um, with our ship, you know, we have that special commission rate and yeah, I've never, every time we send folks over to edge clear, you know, it's just a plus, um, you guys are very, very well known amongst the community for, you know, taking care of traders and being there to answer the phone, answer email. Um, I can't tell you, you know, uh, how many times I've tried to contact other brokers and got nowhere um, and heard that feedback from other traders as well. So I think it's great what you guys are doing. Um, you know, it's just top notch. So it's really, really, really uh, cool and an awesome opportunity to be uh, partnered up with you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Leo. I appreciate you coming on. You'll get your shirt eventually once I get uh, my shirt together, <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be having you on again in the near future. Awesome. I appreciate it. You Thanks bet. for having me. You bet. Anytime. Have a good one. <laughs>